Hello authors, I'm Joanne Morell, children's and young adult fiction writer and author of short non-fiction for authors. Thanks for joining me for the Hybrid Author Podcast, sharing interviews from industry professionals to help you forge a career as a hybrid author, both independently and traditionally publishing your books. You can get the show notes for each episode and sign up for your free author pass over at the Hybrid Author website to discover your writing process, get tips on how to publish productively and get comfortable promoting your books at www.hybridauthor.com.au. Let's crack on with the episode. Having failed high school twice and been unemployed for several years, Josh Langley was told he would amount to nothing in life, but that didn't stop him from becoming a multi-award-winning radio copywriter and award-winning children's author. Living on a seven-and-a-half-acre property with his husband in Western Australia's southwest, Josh's groundbreaking children's books, programs, and school talks on self-acceptance, resilience, understanding emotions, and kindness are helping thousands of kids make friends with themselves. Incredible bio, Josh. Welcome to the Hybrid Author Podcast. Uh, thank you, Joe. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Yeah, so having failed high school twice, something we have in common, and been, uh, un- yeah, been unemployed for several years, how is it you came to be in the writing and publishing and now online courses industry? Look, that is a really big question, Joe. So I'm going to sort of give you the, the little thumbnail sketch version. After I failed high school and unemployed and all that sort of stuff. I ended up getting a job, just a menial job at a, at a hi-fi shop. And that, because previously I just had no self-esteem. It all just got, got crushed when people said, Josh, you're going to be useless. And so working at the hi-fi shop slowly built up self-esteem. And I saw an ad for a, a radio course to get into radio. And I thought, oh, that'll be interesting. I've always wanted to be in the media industry somehow. And so I did the course, and then within a week, I got a job as a breakfast radio announcer in Meriden. And um, and that started a 25-year career in radio. But I, instead of being a radio announcer, I preferred writing the commercials, doing the more creative stuff. So I shifted into writing the ads. And um, from there, won lots of radio awards and started my own business, which was outside creative, and which I still do a little bit of radio commercials now. From that, then that allowed me to sort of work the way I kind of wanted to within radio stations, and I worked part-time. And I just started to write books just because I had this, had the time to do it, I guess, because I was working part-time. And I initially started to, I was writing, um, doing little stick figure sketches with little quotes on them, and I had the goal to think, oh, I'm going to get this published into a book. And I had no idea about how the publishing industry worked. I had not a not a clue. So I was beautifully naive, and then I just printed off these sort of pictures, stapled them together, and sent them off to places like Random House and Penguin, <laughs> and they obviously instantly got rejections, especially from um, Fremantle Press, which I was quite proud about. Cracked a <laughs> bottle of champagne when I got that one. And the irony now is I deal with Fremantle Press, Fremantle Press a fair bit. So, yeah, then I, the, the fifth publisher was Big Sky Publishing, and they and they saw potential in that, and so I'm so grateful to Diane at Big Sky Publishing. And they said, we want to publish a series of these. So I had these books that were designed for adults, but they looked like kids' books. And so then they were originally structured or focused more on military titles. And they were stretching into the family sort of titles, gift books. But they were starting up their, their kids' division of kids' books. And they said, okay, Josh, you'll be perfectly placed. Can you write us a kids' book? 
And that's where I went, well, I don't have kids, I'm not in education, I have no nothing about children. I, I, at that point, I didn't even have a niece or anything like that, who is now my inspiration. And so I, that's why I thought, I'm just going to write this book for my eight-year-old self. And that was that was the, the whole, everything just changed from there. It's sort of, because I had a, a pretty rough upbringing, you know, and I just wanted to go back and let my eight-year-old self know that he was pretty good the way he was and and that he was loved and he was nurtured and, you know, it was okay to daydream and use your imagination, all those sort of things that I did lots of and got in trouble for. I wrote the book about that and would ended up being the 12 and a half most important things that a kid should know. So it was very different to other kids' books out there. And I thought, I'll illustrate it. I can do stick figures. I can do animals with big eyes and stuff. And so it, it became such a, a popular book with so many kids and so many parents. And um, the next book came out, which was It's Okay to Feel the Way You Do, All About Feelings, and that one won the the Australian Book Industry Award Small Publishers Children's Book of the Year. That was in 2018. And that was really, really strange, Joe, because that was like, I've only been in this industry, you know, writing kids' books for a couple of years, and here I am accepting this big award on stage. And, you know, there was a little bit of that, of that imposter syndrome. And yes, like, I know it well. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, what, what am I doing here? How did I get here? What's going on? But you know what? One, one thing I learned, you've got to own those things. If You've got to own them. You've got to really take them on board and because it's it's so easy to, to keep that imposter syndrome going and going, oh, maybe I'm not worthy. You know, And I've had a lifetime of saying that. So it's like, nah, sorry, I am going to own this and I'm going to own this award. I've written two more books in the kids series from there and I'm halfway through writing the fifth book at the moment. And so that's where I'm now with writing kids' books. I've also written adult nonfiction, one for creativity called Find Your Creative Mojo, which I believe you've read, Joe. Behind us here as well, yes. I've read all your books. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's like um but I suppose the, the main focus is for me is on the kids. It's on that everything's everything hinges itself around what would I go back and tell my eight year old self. And so that's that's the the linchpin of all the all the books, and then it's from the books then stems the school talks and the content for the school talks. And what I've done is I've turned the content from the school talks and the books into the online program. Now that's that's a whole another story, and I'm sure we're going to get into that. Yeah, no, that is fantastic. And um, were you quite, how did you receive the messages in your books when, as you said, you, you didn't have any kids at the time, you're sort of talking to your eight-year-old self, and then your books really connect with more than just kids, you know, that's yeah. adults as well. I, I can resonate with the messages in your books. And yeah, yeah, and you've obviously received an overwhelming response from them. So how did you feel about that? Oh, it just, you feel absolutely just amazing because when I first started to get emails and messages from, from mums, especially, and they would say, oh, I was reading the book with my child and I got to the last page and the last page says, and that you were loved. The, the mum says that they cried because yeah. that's what they wanted to hear when they were growing up. And it's like, wow, I've really touched on something here. So, so the, all the parents are going, I want to, I want this book. I want this message. For my child and because it's it's done in such a straightforward manner there's no story to unpack or anything like that a lot of kids who who may feel different for whatever reason they may have adhd maybe on the autism spectrum or something like that dyslexia or whatever they love the books because they are so easy to read and they just connect with the direct messages of that self-acceptance and one of the things that i've noticed over the last i think four years is that especially with being new is enough 
is that every book week, when that book week comes around in August, are so many mums or well, kids are going, can I just go as myself and take being you as enough? And then all the mums are taking photos of that and it's just spreading like wildfire. And it's just absolutely incredible to see that being posted. Like, I think there was, there was the ABC Kids community page and that's got like thousands and thousands and of, of people sign up to it. They had to put up a post about, you know, post a figure of your child for book week, what their costume is. And someone just put up a picture of being you as enough. And that went, Burko, that got over, I think, 550 likes, just that one photo. <laughs> of all these parents go, what a sensational idea. Yeah. And I got, and I got contacted. <laughs> I got orders because I, I sell books directly through my website as well as through the publisher. And all these requests for signed copies because someone's going, you know, my son has got autism. He really feels uncomfortable with himself and, and, but he wants to go to book week as himself and he wants to take the book. And I'm going, Oh my God, I'm going to cry at that because it's just so fabulous. That know? is wonderful. <laughs> and, and look, a little secret as well, Joe. Mums don't have to make a costume and that's why they love it. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Trust me, as a mum, and I, I scroll through Facebook, and a lot of them are like, bloody book week. <laughs> I know. And it does create a lot of anxiety for mums. But then some mums absolutely love it. Yeah. They love dressing up. They love That's making like, the costume yeah. and all that. Yeah. So, you know, I just appeal to the mums who just don't want to do it. <laughs> No, that's great. There's probably more of them than the ones that are like, woohoo. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, you know, you tap into your inner child to create, mm. this, you know, the, your books. It, was there specific moments in your childhood that you have tapped upon? So, you know, how have the ideas for your online courses and the books kind of presented themselves to you? Was, it, was there certain pinpoints throughout your childhood? There was, you know, scenarios that's that you thought... I needed to hear yeah. that then and there that you've gone back to. Yeah, I suppose it's it's kind of it's like an overall thing because if I could go back and talk to my eight-year-old self now with what I know, even though I had a troubled upbringing, the core elements would be you know that I was loved and that I was safe and that it's great to daydream and all that. But it's also what I know now is is about emotional intelligence, how to recognize and understand your emotions because one of the things growing up. You know, my parents had, a, you know, both of them had a few anger issues and stuff like that. So I was not allowed to express a full range of emotions. I had to be happy all the time, so I didn't, so I didn't trigger my parents. So now, knowing what I know about about emotions, about how to understand them, how to sense them, how to feel them, how to own them, and how to be okay with them, that's what I would go back and tell my eight-year-old self about mindfulness, about listening to the thoughts in my head and going, do I have to believe them? Can I change them? Can I change what I'm thinking to make myself feel better? Those sort of really, really bait. Look, sometimes these concepts are quite big, but I just turn them into really simple, basic, easy to understand concepts that I'll go back and tell my eight-year-old self. And that's what is in the books. That's what's in the, in the online program. And that's what's in, in what forms part of the school talks. No, that's incredible. So those sort of things. Yeah, very, very relevant in today's world with, uh, you know, constant uh, mm. information being bombarded and, you know, depression, anxiety through the roof. And yeah, oh, yeah. And incredible. So please tell us about your online courses. Um, how many you've got, what they're called and, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this is, this is, this is the, the interesting thing. Don't do what I did. <laughs> <laughs> what I've done. Okay. I originally. So last year, because everything through COVID last year and everyone was making the transition to online. So I, I, I did my presentations online. I did all that sort of stuff. So I thought, okay, well, maybe if I create online content based on my books, 
that parents and children can watch at home. I thought, okay, well, that's a great idea. So I went to, I think the government was doing the, um, the COVID relief, the resilience grant funding. I applied for that and I'd, I'd never applied for grant funding ever. And I didn't realize how complicated and hard it was. So for anyone listening who's ever done that, I hats off whoever does it successfully. Uh, it's, it, it really is, it's a, it's an industry. You actually have to know what you're doing in order, you know, once I realized you actually have to speak their speak back to them. So therefore they know that you know that they know that we all know what they're talking about. And it did my head in. So I, I applied twice and I got rejected twice because it wasn't creative enough and things like that. And so I thought, okay, I'm just going to bootstrap this myself. I'm just going to, going to pay for it. And, um, and I had done some research with online courses before and I'd seen a lot of people just do record themselves sitting on their couch or in their back bedroom or whatever. And I'm just, I'm going, that doesn't look like I'm going to trust that person. Mm. Do they look like an authority figure? So that was one of the things in my mind was like, how is it going to look, especially in the world of, of kids books and, and, in that kid space, parents look for something that they can trust. So if you've got some some bloke sitting on his couch talking about mindfulness, <laughs> you know, with a with a dodgy picture hanging in the background, and, oh, I've seen some terrible backgrounds, Joe. I tell you, oh. and and it's like, no, our parents are not going to trust that. And I couldn't put myself through that. I I couldn't like, would I watch that? No, no. So I actually. I'm not the biggest one for spending money. I'm a bit of a bit of a tight ass. Um, but I thought, okay, I am actually going to spend some money and get it professional, get it professionally filmed. And I've got got some friends in in Bunbury who run a fantastic um, production company called Lomax, and their daughter had just set up a studio in the centre in in one of the shops in Bunbury, and so it was a perfect backdrop. So I said, okay, well look, I've got a kind of budget. What can we do? I have got, and it worked out, I think I ended up doing 26 little short videos. I wrote the scripts for and stuff. And I said, well, I've got 26 videos. I'm mostly going to need to hire it for about two days. What can you do? So they said, okay, well, we can do it for this much. And so they had the lighting, so it looked good. The sound was good. They had proper mics and all that sort of stuff. All I had to do was just stand on the dot and all the X and not move. <laughs> and then just had uh, had my notes and I read from my notes. And I thought, okay, well, that's the most important thing is that it visually looks good. It looks trustworthy. And then I did all the editing because I, I don't mind. I do a lot of editing for um, uh, the Children's Book Council in WA and stuff like that, a lot of their online content. And so I, I edited all the videos myself and I used my illustrations for my book in the actual videos. So so there's me talking and there's the illustrations and, and I've got text that comes up on the screen that reinforces what I say. So if I'm sort of saying something poignant or that I want the kids to remember, I'll have text on the screen that comes up, that pops up just as I say it. So it's engaging, it's visual, all that sort of stuff. So I did all that. And I originally had the program called Here I Am. And it was, it was based on this story of this, this kid I saw in one of the primary schools who, um, basically faced up to his bullies in front of everyone in the whole class and just stood up there. So you didn't think I had the guts to get up here, but here I am. And I'm like, I'm going, Oh my God, that's so, that's so powerful. So anyway, so, and I was targeting this program parents and this is one of the things that that i sort of you know discovered a, a little bit too late was that you really have to look at what parents are doing what the family dynamic is doing all i needed to do was just ask you joe and you would have told me <laughs> is that that parents don't have the time for these things parents are already busy parents always have so much to do and even though that i 
thought this information was so important and so relevant that every child needed to know. Not every parent thought the same thing. Because they got, they're, they're busy. Lives are, lives are hectic enough as it is. This is one of the things that I discovered later was like, do your research. <laughs> do your market research. Talk to parents. Talk to educators. Do all that sort of stuff. Anyway, so I had, so I had these, what in the industry, I'm learning, this is the word we use, assets. So I had the assets of the actual, the, the backbone of the program. And so what I, what I did, I used Thinkific was the platform that I used. I compared, uh, Teachable, Thinkific, and there was another one. I'm trying to remember the other. I've uh, heard of Teachable before. I haven't th- heard of Thinkific. Are they? Yeah. Are they like Australian yeah, pretty, companies, pretty, or are they more, more like American? Yeah, they're, or? they're both. Yeah. Um, Thinkific is Canadian. Teachable is American, and there's the other one, Kubachi or something. I can't remember. Someone's gonna obviously message you, Joe, and go, hey, "What's this? <laughs> Josh has got no idea what he's talking about." <laughs> Oh, I'm sure um, there's thousands out there. So yeah, <laughs> I'm there's. sure um, they'll, they'll be they'll be pinging you straight away. Um, yeah, so I, I, I compared them, and yeah, this is look, it's a it's a big big question here, Joe. I, I, I compared them and went, okay, I'm going to use Thinkific. There was another program that was a plugin that would have gone into my WordPress site because I've got a basic. I, at the moment, I have a basic WordPress site that I pay about eighty dollars a year for, and so I was thinking maybe I have the the program attached to the website, and then that did my head in. So, and I thought, no, I'm going to use Thinkific. So, but getting the, the, the structure of the course, getting the, the, cause that obviously wanted to create activities that the kids could do. They could watch one of the videos and then do an activity or have a conversation starter with a parent. And so luckily I had all the teacher notes from my books. So I pulled out some of the teacher notes from the key points, key areas, and then tweaked them a little bit and, and stuff like that. And, and then created this activity, got parent guided with activities and stuff like that. Originally, I wanted the course to be on demand so that you didn't have to go from start to finish because I thought that was going to be too restrictive and because it, it wasn't leading to an outcome, if you know what I mean. Mm. Most courses, you start at the beginning, you go to the end, and then you can say, I've achieved this, this, and this. Yep. What I was teaching was not as tangible. You can't say, this child is now 100% better or something like that. It is more like, how do they feel within themselves? Do they feel a little bit more confident? And that may not be required from going A to B. It could be having all the videos on demand, as in like, I'll watch the video on anger today to learn about anger again, or I'll watch the video on empathy or something like that. And that could be guided by the parents. But think if it couldn't do that, and I couldn't find a program that did because I didn't, uh, because at that point, I didn't know about a lot of other things that I do now. And so anyway, so I put it up on Thinkific, uploaded it, did it all that, and Thinkific has a, a landing page that you can create that's sort of like a sales funnel. It was really clunky, really clunky. I mean, if some people can get it to work beautifully, that's great. But I found it really, really clunky. And so, but I tried to do as best I could. And then when I launched it in about, I think, May, April or May of this year, a lot of people jumped on and stuff like that, but it was one of the biggest things that I've learned is getting your message right. And I was struggling to get clarity of message for what I was wanting to say. And I would like to, I've, now I've got it. Now I've worked it all out. So, but getting to that, that initial point of this one program that had, was fairly large. When you think about it, it has 27 short videos. So if you watch one video a day, it's go, it goes for a month, you know, yeah. that, that kind of thing. How and short, so, how short are they? Are they like five minutes? Oh, between or? two and six minutes, two and okay. six minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so really short. 
and the activities are really simple, easy to do. It only take about 10 minutes to do the activity, you know, but, but trying to get that across when parents are already busy and um, especially, you know, because when I launched it, no one was really in lockdown. Now half the country is still. Yeah, so that was one of the biggest learning curves that I've got. But everything that I've got now, all my assets, my courses and all that sort of programs, everything's all completely different now. Oh, it's incredible. Massive, massive process. So from obviously you going to the studio and starting from there recording it, I guess you obviously had to have your material already scripted, what you were going to say, created it, then edited it yourself. What's the program that you use to edit the film, the videos? Uh, I use a program called MOV AVI, okay, M-O-V. Okay. AVI. It's it's sort of similar to uh, the what's the the Mac version. I've just got a PC. Um, uh, I think uh, it's iMovie on Mac. iMovie. It's similar yeah. to iMovie. Yeah, right. yeah. But right. I had to pay for it. It's about sixty bucks or sixty five bucks or something, and you can buy it out. Right. I think now they've changed it to a um, a membership thing. So, but it, it's good. It's easy to use. I've got you know I, I push it to the limit to to, yeah. <laughs> to get it to do what I want it to do, and it comes with a little preset, some graphics and stuff like that. You can you can load in. Yeah, so, yeah. but that that took about a month to edit all those videos. But getting that content, just I suppose going back because you you reminded me that with the with the content how I wanted to say it was I looked at all my books and went, okay, what are the key messages from each one? You know, I can break and then break it down into one, like, because each the, the course has four modules. So there's one on empathy and kindness. There's one on resilience, one on self-awareness and self-esteem, one on whatever the other one is. Absolutely, <laughs> just left my mind. Um, so, so I just looked at the books and go, what's the message for that? What would I say? And then I, I'll grab bits that I would use for my school talks as well because I know that off by heart. So, And what I did, I wrote dot points on sheets of paper and then I'll rehearse. So I literally spent two days rehearsing the whole lot. So when I got into the studio, I wasn't bumbling around. I would still have my, my scripts off to the side and I would then talk directly down the barrel of the camera. And that was that was really nerve-wracking because I, was, I had the guy yeah. who, who's the cameraman and he's he's six foot seven and I'm four foot nothing. <laughs> and 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 you know and one of the things is that I'd watched a documentary, I think two nights before, or an interview with um Clint Eastwood, and he said that when he was just starting out, he was scared of the camera as well. And so what he did, he walked up to the camera when he was shooting his first movie, looked down the barrel of the camera and, you know, excuse the French here, he said, don't fuck with me. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> and I went, I'm doing that. So when I started, <laughs> when I got there, I said to Dean, the cameraman, the guy, I said, just bear with me. Clint Eastwood did this. I'm going to do it too. So here's little Joshy. I walked up to the camera, I looked at it, I said, no. <laughs> that, that's not in the course though is it <laughs> no 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 <laughs> <in> the outtakes. <laughs> yeah because I was thinking that as well because obviously you know your your background is radio and mm. uh I've seen obviously Josh gets to know which is video content that you put out okay. uh so mm. I, before you did the video online courses was that it, it, did you have much experience with video before or not so not much? really not not yeah. not talking on camera not mm. talking directly to the camera yeah, and that's a that's a special art form within itself, and it takes so long to get used to, to feel confident, to not feel like a like an idiot, yes. just talking to <laughs> talking to the camera, you know, just go and and still feel confident and feel like there's someone on the other side that you're talking to. And did you do um, much um, research about how to sort of stand or prepare yourself for that in advance, or no. you just kind of went for it and? I just showed up. 
yeah, turned up. Yeah. Sit on and, the dot. <laughs> did they coach you as well, sort of to say just relax a bit more or Oh yeah, a little bit, yeah. yeah Dean would yeah. say, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um but he but he was good. I mean he knows that he can give me a couple of little descriptions and don't stand don't move from this dot. You might want to just look this way a little bit and I'll and that that's me done, I'm fine. So I uh, even though I booked it for two days, I only took five hours to record the whole lot. Oh wow, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, so. so that so that was good. But so, but I had to get over all my nerves and, <laughs> and being Clint Eastwood for that moment kinda of helped. <laughs> yeah. So advice is put yourself in Clint Eastwood's shoes and <laughs> yes, you'll, exactly. you'll rock. what Clint Eastwood do. <laughs> No, that's fantastic. And then, obviously, once you've done all your editing, you have files that I assume you upload to, sorry, Thinkific, was it? Thinkific. Thinkific, yeah. So you yeah. upload the files to there to, yes. for, for distribution. Yeah. Yep. It's a, it, the Thinkific platform is really easy to use. It, it's very plug and play. It is um, drop and click, whatever you call it. So you just upload it, and then you put in whatever file you want. And then it is very, very user friendly. I must admit, very user friendly. And for the end user experience, for someone using it, it is very easy to use as well. So I know that people like, I don't know if you know Michelle Mitchell, she's a team expert. She's just launched her program Puberty, um, where she talks about puberty for, for boys and girls. And she's used Thinkific for that. And that's very useful for that. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they probably design these programs for it to be user friendly for individuals, mm. I would imagine. Yeah. No, I've, yeah, yeah. I've done the, uh, Mind Ninja with my kids. Um, I forget. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah um, um, uh, um, I forget her name as well. Jolene, Jolene Leverett. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Now she, now she used Thinkific. For yeah. Mind Ninja. Yeah. Yes. So you, now you've got an idea of what it's like. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. she she was fantastic. And um, yeah, I, again, going back to what you were saying about parents sitting down with their children, and I'm someone who likes online courses and I like learning, and I've purchased it. And then to sit down with the kids, they were a bit, you know, but the, the video content helps, I guess, for children mm. rather than, you know, and doing the activities and things. So uh, it did feel like a bit of a chore a couple of weeks. <laughs> and and, yeah. there, were, and yeah. there, there was another online course that we got that um kidpreneur i don't know if you've ever heard of that oh yeah kidpreneur i've, yeah. Heard, I've seen that been advertised to me on facebook yeah um, <laughs> and we haven't done it yet so so <laughs> i need to get onto that <laughs> see, that's, see, that's one of the things that i, that I found is that you know mm. what what need is there this is one of the big questions that when when people are creating online content and courses and programs is you have to ask yourself what problem am i solving for parents or for the child and because otherwise if there's no problem there's nothing to solve. There's no reason why they have to do the course or watch it. There's no sense of urgency. See, it's something with like Mind Ninja that Jolene created. You already had a problem. You had, a, you had either a kid with anxiety. Yep. Um, you had a kid that, that really was struggling and just needed a set of skills and tools to really help them thrive in that situation and to give them that confidence to keep going and stuff like that. And that's where, where Jolene was fantastic. She really knew her stuff. She knew how to target that. And so parents go, I need this. Yep. And so when they buy it, there was less of a gap between when they purchase it and when they use it. And yep. because it only takes, I think it's only about three hours. Yeah, it's not long. The yeah. sort of short little videos and short little Yeah, activities. exactly. So you could, you could just set aside an afternoon and you could do it and you're done. And then there's your kid with, with all these strategies and tools on what to do when they next get anxious and things like that. But Jolie had spent months and months, years creating that to get it mm. to that point. Yes. Where she's, she's now global, you know, I think it's been sold to thousands and thousands right around the world. 
and helping kids, which I, which is fantastic. So yeah, yeah. I suppose mm. um, you probably have to think of kids and their attention spans, and as you said, uh, you know, parents and how much time they've got. So I suppose if you're creating, is that what you thought of when creating the videos to be sort of five and six minutes, just some short yeah. little snippets? Yep. yep. I, I get bored at anything more than five minutes. <laughs> you know, so my attention spans are. <laughs> so I just go, if it bores me, I know I've got to keep it short and sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. And so how did you determine of what price to kind of set your course at? Million dollar question. <laughs> it, is, it is really, it, it's a challenge to do it. It's, I'm not going to say it's hard. It's a challenge because you've got to do a lot of research and you've got to do comparison. You've got to really scale the internet looking for similar courses that you that, that you're creating and look at how much they're charging. Because you can go on Udemy. Udemy is a, another platform where you can create a course. You can, that one's a different one because a lot of people go to Udemy and go, Oh, I, I want to study a course on playing blackjack. Or I want to study a course on how to write poetry or something like that. And so I, I did a simple search on there for, um, kids self-esteem courses or courses for kids. And oh, Joe, you should just, if you want to have a laugh, <laughs> go. And do it. Have it just do uh, like um courses for kids. There was one they the way they present it on the actual the, the front little page with a little description, a little photo. It looks oh wow, that's really excellent. Then you go look at the preview, and there was there was one lesser little cotton socks. There was a, there was a the lady in India, and she, she'd cut off the camera. Obviously dropped, and it was just half her head. Oh no. And then, and then, and then there was a messy room in the background, and and she was talking about all these naughty children out there. Oh, they need no. to be disciplined. And then the camera fell over. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going, okay, okay. What is she charging for that? <laughs> she was charging around sixty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's like, wow. So I originally had mine set at one hundred and forty-seven. Someone once described it to me, if they got me in personally to sit down with their child to talk about all this sort of stuff, how long would it take and what would be my value worth? And, you know, like you say, you know, when you do a school visit and you can be at a school and do, say, four sessions and you can charge 650 bucks. So if you do an online content, obviously you can't charge that much, but that's sort of roughly what your value is worth. So there are some courses out there that are valued that much. So I thought, okay, do it at 147. That was quite good. I did that for a while. And then I saw other courses for 97, 47, 67, 187. I don't know why. It's all this seven. I don't, it's just this random, <laughs> random <dead>? number. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get it. And um, you, you've just got to really feel, look what everyone else is doing. And don't, sometimes people go, oh, go price lower because then you're going to get it. But it, you can go low as you like. But if your content isn't resonating with people or if you haven't hit that sweet spot, of why someone's going to buy the course. You could sell it for a dollar and it's still not going to sell. Whereas if you can solve someone's problem and show how you can solve their problem, then you can charge, you know, what you, what, what you like in that, mm. in, in that regard. So, yeah, yeah, but pricing's always going to be a tricky one. I've just worked out pricing for the new program that I've created, which I'll tell you about shortly, but I've, I've yeah. got the pricing for that and I've yet to see whether that pricing is going to work or not because it hasn't <laughs> been launched, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, it must be high. I wonder if seven's the new 
99 cents, you know, 999. I think, I think it is. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> I suppose uh, what would be quite good as well is whether your course gets picked up, not so much for just individual families, but more for organizations and schools themselves to be implementing and teaching to the kids. Well, you know? funny, funny you should mention that, Joe. Very funny. <laughs> Because it's like what happened. Because what what I was doing, I was tying in initial launch. Okay, you can only launch it and then spread it out to your newsletter, put it on Facebook enough before people get sick of it, and that that initial you know excitement dies off. So you've got to have to do paid ads. So you had to do. I did paid Facebook advertising, and I really struggled with that. I really struggled with wording the content. I really struggled with marrying that up with the the, the landing page. And, you know, you would think me being a, an advertising copywriter, I would be able to nail it. But the thing is, it's always like the architect who can never build or finish his own home. I can never write about what I do and what I create. I can't do it in that third person with that, you know, because deep down, I still have self-confidence issues, Joe. So when I'm trying to talk, talk myself up, yeah. it's like really, really hard. And, and because, yeah, I'll, I'll go to this in a minute. So anyway, so I had all these Facebook ads. And the stats were showing that what was happening was people were coming from the Facebook ads to the landing page, but not converting. So whatever the wording I was using was was sort of targeting people, but they were getting to landing page and going, oh, this is not what I'm really wanting. And then not obviously converting into buying the program. And so I just let that sit because my husband, I was really putting 100% into this day and night. I'll be waking up at three in the morning thinking, maybe I can change that line of the um, ad to do this and uh, constantly fiddling and playing with things. And, and he said, just drop it all, just stop for a moment, just <laughs> let it rest for a couple of months, yep. let things just chill out. And I'm going, but I need to get money. You know, and that's, that's why, because I, cause my, my, my advertising business, that a lot of that had dried up because yep. of COVID and stuff. And it's yeah. like, oh. So I, I put a lot of pressure on, on the program to bring me money, and which I shouldn't have done. Because then that was putting the cut before the horse, really, and because I wanted to, I wanted to get it online, get it earning money, but really I should have actually spent more time doing more research. So, any advice to anyone who's about to launch a course? Do your research, do your, the important stuff first before even launch. So, I had this downtime, and I got a, I got a, someone commented on on Instagram, one of the posts, and she said, "We're using your course in our school." And I went, "Really?" <laughs> Wow. And then I saw the the purchase thing come came through. They bought the course and bought some of the books as well. And so I just and then she made another couple of comments on Facebook, you know. I thought, okay, this is great. So I reached out to her and I said, So how are you using it? And she goes, Yeah, we just pop it on the big screen and we use we pick a one of the videos a day and we, we have a special school we mainly just deal with kids with autism mm-hmm. and they really like it. And I went, Wow, okay, that's cool. <laughs> and then suddenly I had an opportunity to do research, which I should have done in the beginning. So what I what and she then she I think she'd been using it for about three months or something. And I was at that point where I'm going, okay, the way the course is set out at the moment isn't working. Sitting on Thinkific isn't working. Thinkific isn't working. The landing page is not working. I would get I get to be a bit of a drama queen, Joe, and I just go, everything's not working. It's a disaster. I want to go home. And so what I did, I thought, okay, I'm going to just read redo the whole lot. Not redo it because I had all the content there, all the video, the raw video, all the all the topics were all important. But I had then started to watch a video. Um, I, I, I caught another course. I was watching it myself for you know Heidi Anderson. She used to be on ninety two point nine and oh anyway, yeah yeah. So she's a <laughs> she's a PR queen. So she had done a course 
well created that. And so her and I are good friends. So I watched hers about PRing yourself. And then I watched another course that Thinkific had put up about how to create your sales funnel. So here I am burying myself in again with more information about how to do all this. Hopefully I'm not putting anybody off about doing these courses. No, I mean, no. I, I just we're did we're learning from your mistakes. <laughs> yeah, good. Mag- See, and that's that's the whole thing, you know, <laughs> magnificent mistakes. Mistakes, yeah. <laughs> And so I, I, I thought, okay, I'm going to change the name of the course. I'm going to redesign it. But I didn't know what to redesign it as. And so I, I went back to basics. I, I stripped back everything about what I was doing, what my message was, and get back to that core message. And that core message was being was enough. When I spoke to the teacher lady, who I, I kindly, I, just, I was brave enough I, when I messaged her on Instagram, I said, can I talk to you on the phone? <laughs> and she was so excited. She was like, oh, my God, he wants to talk to me. And, <laughs> And we were, and we had a great chat for about two hours. And I said, I'm thinking of changing the name of the course from here I am to something else. And she said, is that the name of the course? And I said, yeah. She said, oh, we just say in our class, we're going to talk, we're going to watch Josh. And the kids go, can we watch Josh today? <laughs> and it's like, it was that simple. And I was missing it all along. I was so in it myself. I'd forgotten the whole point of the program. Is me. I'm presenting it. I'm delivering the information. I haven't got someone else doing it. And it's not just all text or anything. Or, there's no you know, puppets or whatever. It's me talking to the kids. So when kids watch it, they're connecting with Josh Langley. Mm. And so I went, oh, it's like an aha moment. And it's like, so what I've done, I've, I've gone back to the drawing and then having a chat with, with the teacher. And she was talking about how other teachers talk to each other and how they, you know, what are you using in the classroom for? Get this social and emotional learning, and I went, "What's that?" And she said, "Google it. It's a thing. Every classroom has to do social emotional learning." I went, "Oh!" And so <laughs> back to the drawing board, googling, researching, doing all that, and now I know exactly how schools implement these courses and programs. And there are so many out there at the moment that schools are using, and they usually are fairly complicated. They usually take a whole PD day to learn how to do, and yada yada yada. And anyway, so I went, well, there is space in that education market for a course, a, a program. I'm going to call it a program now, Joe, because it's a, not a course, it's a program, because schools buy programs, not courses. All right. That's, that's, the, <laughs> that's a really, that is something I've discovered. Schools buy programs, whereas individuals buy courses. See? Yeah, yeah. Did not know that, yeah. That is yeah, a I know, answer. I know, I know. <laughs> so anyway, so what I've done is I've, the whole, I've created a home version and a school version. And the, instead of it being called Here I Am, it's called Josh Langley Inspiring Kids. Oh, lovely. And it's just simple as that. And I've re-edited the videos to make them, you know, to, to reflect that. Re-sort of organized how they play. And so what I've done is I've actually forked out money, proper money this time. And I'm redoing the website. I'm getting a good friend of mine, Ming Johansson from Marketing Jumpstart to redo the website and she's designed to have the course or the programs as part of the website. Yep. So what happens with people, they don't Google Inspiring Kids or or um Here I Am or anything. What people do, they Google my name. So my name has to be front and center. So my my website has to be there. And this is just looking at it from a from a basically a sales strategy point of view. To make it as easy as possible, because you, you know, because I was so excited about having a fancy name for my course when really no one knew it, and you couldn't Google it because yeah. you Google here I am, and it just my course at that time came like fifty-seven thousand. Yeah, on the Google <laughs> ranking. 
So, if, if, but people will go, I'll Google Josh Langley, and they, my website comes up first. And if my my um, program is part of that website, here it is. Click here; yeah. it's all there. Yeah, and that's um, great. one of, one of the instead of using Thinkific, so that's I'm just that's off to the side at the moment. They're going to use the, this um, program called Paid Membership Pro. So it's going to be a membership. So what happens is that a parent will sign up for five years mm-hmm. and have access to the entire video series and a proper parent guide which breaks it down to video description, activity description, plus they get worksheets, plus they get printouts, plus they get um, affirmation posters that oh, they can lovely. download for the kids. Yeah. And with also your illustrations? With, yes, yeah. all of my illustrations. <laughs> and then there's and then there's a blooper reel. I've actually got not with the um, Clint Eastwood quote though. <laughs> You should, I've got a blue you should make that for the adults. <laughs> for the adults, I think they'll yeah. enjoy that. Um, yeah, and so and so and there's and there's a blooper reel at the end. So I thought, oh, I'll put all the all my stuff ups into a blooper reel. Yeah. So there's the, the at home version and there's the schools version, and this and the, the way they are targeted is slightly different because the at home version is for kids who have ever felt different. Okay. So it's for kids that really need that self-esteem, that confidence boost, whether they're, they're on the autism spectrum, ADHD, dyslexic, or they just like reading as opposed to playing sport and they just feel out of place. This program is something that they can watch in their own time or parents can watch it with them. They can watch one video a day. They don't have to be rushed. They buy it. They've got it for five years and they can then just watch. And then the child can then re-watch the videos when they want and boost their self-esteem that way. Whereas previously I was trying to get it to everyone and it's no, it's not. Because parents are going to go, well, there's nothing wrong with my child. They're yeah. fine. Why would they want to watch a program? And so even though that all the content teaches about resilience, empathy, feelings and all that sort of stuff and what to do when you're anxious, it's all in there. But I'm looking, I'm going, okay, parents, it's heartbreaking to see your child when they feel different, when they've you know, had a hard time at school, Here's something that they can they can sit and watch and and hopefully draw something out of to make them feel better about themselves. So that's with the home version. With yep. the school version, it's all about talking to teachers about an easy to implement social and emotional learning program that's plug and play. All the, I mean, most of them now are all you got you got to do a day's training, as I said, and then it takes fifty minutes or so to work out how to put it into the classroom. It takes up. So that's what I heard from teachers. Things take so long. So when I was speaking to the teacher, I was talking to his role, who was using my course now, my program now. She said it's so easy. It is the easiest thing, and the kids enjoy it, and I get to feel good because I've been able to fit SEL into the day. Yeah. Kids have loved it, and I get to go home on time and have wine. Yeah, <laughs> and so, that, so that's how I've I've packaged that. So at the moment, everything is is in construction. So maybe by the time this is released, Joe, I'm not too sure. Everything will be hopefully by then. It might be all up and running. And at least I've got a strategy now. I know yeah. the product right. I know the product has been doing this for over a year trying to get this sorted. And now it is then the marketing strategy. Now that's a whole other episode on the marketing <laughs> strategy for yeah. how to how to get this out there in the marketplace. So now that you've got your strategies, are you applying those to the next course that you mentioned you're going to be putting out? Not this one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm doing with with Here I Am on on the Thinkific platform, I'm not going to touch that. I'm going to mostly get to the end of my contract with Thinkific and just let it die. And the people who are already on there who may be only halfway through or something like that, I'll be contacting them 
and giving them free access to the new version of oh, right. Inspiring Kids. So you mentioned a contract there. So do you you have to have a contract with, with these the with, platform? With Thinkific, yeah, with Thinkific, you, you sign up for a year and it's right. and it gets renewed each year. Yeah, yeah. so I've, and I've already paid $400 for, for it, so I'm, I'm going to keep it there. And so they're, they're once at the end of that year, I'll get rid of Thinkific and I'll just have my website with the programs on the website itself. Yeah, yeah. So think with Thinkific, you've got to be exclusive with them. Is that correct? Like, no, I don't have to be no? exclusive. Okay. No, that's no, just no. right. Yeah, what you've paid. Yeah, yep. I mean, I, I mean, theoretically, I could have the program on Thinkific. I could have the program on Udemy. I could have it on my website, and people just get to it where they can. But mm. to me, that's that's spending too much money. Yeah, I'd rather have yeah. everyone be able to Google me and come up with everything on my website. Yes, yeah. Well, direct it back to yourself, as you said. You're yes, the, exactly. You're the front yeah. and centre. I thought you were going to say you changed it to be called Watch Josh. <laughs> watch Josh, watch Josh. And then it, it could be a range of things. Let's watch Josh be funny. Let's watch Josh be, you know. <laughs> that could be That could be the next one, Joe. Oh, <laughs> Something like to think about, right yeah. <laughs> um, so what you've mentioned a few things, but what has been the best and the worst things about creating online courses? Uh, I think the worst thing is putting too much expectation in it, is really thinking it's going to save you and you're going to make a million dollars. Yes, some people are, but these are it's playing the long game. So I, I yeah, the worst thing was putting too much expectation on it. And and because I'd spent invested so much time in creating it, it was and I expected it to make millions within the first half an hour. <laughs> it's a bit and, like um, <laughs> the writing industry, I guess, and the publishing. A, yeah. a lot of you know first-time authors as well. They like you know they write the book and you know and one book as well, and they invest years into it, and then you know it goes out there, and it's it's exactly that. A writing career is slowly built over a number of years, yes. and uh, and then maybe that's the same with anything really. <laughs> I look. I think you're right, Joe. It is, and I think that's one thing I've learned because um, speaking to people, they go, "This stuff is is long game stuff." Especially yeah. if you want to get into schools. Schools, you can you can go. Okay, after two years, I want to aim to be in you know get into fifty schools, that sort of thing. And I'm going, really? I want that in the first two yeah, days. Yeah. And they go, no, Josh, this takes time. You got to do. You got to directly contact schools. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to build relationships. You got to build connections, and you got to get your brand out there and and stuff like that. And they went, oh, yeah. Okay. And I also think uh-huh. it's about having more than say just one course. So once a school discovers you and your course, they maybe look back and say, "Oh, what other courses has he got?" And then you'll get yeah. just one person going back. The same as your books as well, you know. Yeah, and that's and that's that's the other thing. That's why I wanted everybody on my website was because they they can get the course, get the get the program on the website. They can buy the books from the website, they, the, the companion books that go with the program. And also you, they, you can have other products like downloadables. You can have um, affirmation stickers or something like that, that that teachers can download that can give to the kids or little kindness, things about kindness that they can dish out or put on desks. Um, uh, one of the things I've actually got is, is a 21 conversation starters download that that teachers can or teachers and parents because it's gonna i'm gonna have it available in in both both programs that teachers can download and like at the end of the day have a little five minute conversation just pick a conversation starter bang away they go Mm -hmm. so little things like that you can always still monetize and and have on your website that that teachers go well i'm looking for something that i can use in the classroom that's going to fit into this what can we use ah josh has got this product bang download it that's great that sort of thing 
Mm. Fabulous. So what was the best thing about creating the course? Has it been the response that from the people who have had it or? I, I think it's, it's, it's. Or the Clint Eastwood been... getting to say to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your favorite part? <laughs> uh, go ahead. Make my day. You know what? It's actually been the learning process. It, it is stretching myself to go into an area I have no idea previously. And now I, as you know, I've just babbled on for the last half an hour or maybe more about it. So I've now moved into this space that really allows me to get my message out there to more kids. And so that's that's the best part and the, and the learning process of how to do that and finding out, okay, well, I've got my books, I've got my school visits, I've got my online program, Where what's next? So it's those sort of things. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, the best bit. When you do your um, school visits, is that obviously all the content kind of links together, but would you be referring to your online course by playing some of the videos and some of your school visits? Or no, that's stri strictly for... Uh, oh, that's, oh you've just given me or... a great idea. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> all right, for that. Thank you. Send you 50 bucks. What a great idea. Look, it depends on the te technical aspects of some of these schools. Some of these yeah. schools don't have – some you can barely run a PowerPoint. <laughs> but, you know, normally, normally I, I, I wouldn't, but I would be talking about to teachers yep. about the program. And I'll, 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 have, I'll have myself a, a flyer that I'll be able to then, you know, hand out to teachers and here's, here's the books, here's the, mm -hmm. here's the online program and it yeah. works and, and basically doing the sales pitch. Yeah. I know it sounds cheesy, but saying, hey, look, this is your SEL program. It takes 20 minutes of class time. Yeah. You basically get me what I've just done in the school, cl in the classroom today, every day. Yeah. And, and also, go, also go, oh. for the kids. <laughs> also yeah, yeah, for a exactly. take home for, to the kids for yes. the parents as well. Yeah. And that, and that's the other thing is that the, the way the, the program is done is that parents, the teachers can easily say to parents, you can buy the version at home. So therefore you can reinforce, reinforce everything we've learned in school. At home, and it uh, uses the same language because a lot of the the professional, the really serious social emotional learning um, programs use a lot of technical detail. You know the zones of regulation, the circle of inner wanting, and oh, all, this, all this weird uh, stuff that parents. You know what parents are like? Oh, I don't have time for this. What is it? Well, it's yeah. teaching kids to to not be angry or how to deal with their anger. Oh, okay, easy. I got that. You know, or here's what you can do when you get anxious. As opposed to, are you what? Are you green, yellow, or orange? I, I'm not, not dissing these things, but sometimes yeah. they can be. They can put a bit of a distance between parents and um and the actual programs themselves. Yeah. Well, like you said, just something simple and straight talking down the line is is what's needed. Rather that's, than that, that's my whole philosophy. Keep it yeah. simple. Yeah. Keep it simple. Don't complicate it. And I think what I'd done originally with all my with my original version of the course, I overcomplicated it. Right. And now I'm stripping it back to something right. simple. Yeah. So on this, everyone gets lots of added bonuses and stuff with it but it's the key thing that the messages mm. are the most important thing yeah. that the kids get yeah no that's fantastic so you've dropped little tips here and there throughout our conversation have you got any more tips for authors who are looking to first-time authors looking to create a first course online i suppose yeah i think i think i'll reiterate work out what solution what, what problem you're solving for parents Really, I mean, like, say if you can tie it in with whatever book you're, you're creating, whether it's a book that themes on kindness or, the, or resilience or whatever, you know, can you create an extension like, and even to maybe start small with a little video, small little, you know, three video thing that you can put on YouTube that's a backup to the book. So when parents buy the book, 
and it says somewhere in the book, go to the YouTube and watch the videos and engage the kids. And then you can work up from there, those sort of things. Yeah, I mean, you, sadly, you can't monetize YouTube for kids, sadly. But, yeah, so that sort of thing. And then, and then look at, okay, what, what, what problems have parents got? What can I solve? And then you come at it from that angle. And if I'd done that in the beginning, I would have saved myself a lot of heartache. Oh. <laughs> but it but I'm, like glad I'm, I'm glad I've got to this point, though. Well, that's it. And you can tell you're passionate. It comes through when you're talking about it. So, yeah. Mm. Are you able to share uh, what's on the horizon, your future books and yeah. courses? And yeah. yeah well, I'm, uh, I think, as I said earlier, I'm halfway through the, the next kids' book, book number five in the series. And so after I've done that, which I've got to get done by November, <laughs> and, I've, and I've launched the, the programs and the website, I will then be looking at doing an animated series for based on my books, uh, but mainly the, the animal characters for my books. I want to create an animated series, so I'm, I'm looking for producers wow. and animators. And yeah. um, I think it'll be great to be able to take those, the messages of the book and get these characters to bring them alive. You know, like, you know, whether the you know, one character's got anxiety and other character's got autism. Graham the giraffe is, 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 is full of confidence now, but he's the one who, who shows everyone how to be strong in the world, how to be brave and stuff like that. And, you know, so that's, that's, I've already written a, a first draft for an episode, a little 10 minute episode. So. Yep. That's what that's the next sort of thing that I'm moving towards. Fantastic. That's incredible. Mm. Whoa, look forward to that. Wow, that's that's a big big idea. <laughs> I know, I know. Maybe I haven't thought it through yet. <laughs> no, we'll have you back and be like, What's your tips for animation? <laughs> no, that's great. So you're currently published with Big Sky Publishing for all your books. And mm-hmm. you obviously have gone about producing your online courses yourself. Uh, have you ever considered independently publishing your books or other content? I, 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 it's crossed my mind at times. And then other times it's like the, the amount of, of effort required, you know, sometimes, is, as you know, it can be quite exhausting as I find out during these courses <laughs> and doing the program. But I'm a, I'm a bit of a, I don't want to have to pay money. <laughs> yeah, I, I say that now. Even I've just spent mostly three grand putting all these books together, websites and all that sort of stuff. But I know that's that's going to get me a different outcome. Yeah, it's, be more, it's an investment. More, an investment for more financial return. As you know, in the publishing industry, really, you can you can have a warehouse, you can have a whole shed full of books, and it's like, and then how do you get them out there? Then you got to get them into bricks and mortar stores. You then got to get logging them off, and you know, I I think. Other people, their temperament or their personality or whatever is really suited and they can be really successful. I've seen a lot of successful self-published authors and I'm just going, wow, hats off to you. That's awesome. Because it's like they're leading the way and they're showing how other people can do it. Because, because traditional publishing, it's, it's like, yeah, it's just one of many ways to get published. When I got published so long ago, like 10 years ago, it's like I didn't even expect to. I didn't even think about self-publishing. I just went, okay, I'm, I'm, I didn't want to spend any of my own money. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so thankfully I, I was picked up. See, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't approached any other publishers with any other book concepts for, for years now. So I, I would most probably struggle, I think, with, with the kind of books that I write to get published by other publishers. I think just Big Sky Publishing, I'm very lucky that they're, they're brave and that they see what I do is very, very different. It's very niche. I mean, I'm not going to sell trillions of copies. I would love to, but I'm going to, I'm going to stick with what, what's going well for me at this point in time. 
that's how it's mm. So I could talk to you all day, Josh. We could go on and on and on, but unfortunately <laughs> we are out of time. So are you able to tell our listeners where they can find you and your work in store and online? Just go to joshlangley.com.au. Everything will be there. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much for your expertise, Josh. That was absolutely wonderful advice. And uh, not sure where I sit on online courses or making some, but yeah, for for those listening out there, you've provided gold. So thank you. Hey, thank you very much, Joe. It's been an honour. That's the end for now, authors. I hope you are further forward in your author adventure after listening, and I hope you'll listen next time. Remember to head on over to the Hybrid Author website at www.hybridauthor.com.au to get your free author pass. It's bye for now.